York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show here giving you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And it's time to talk about a magic loss because the Knicks lose to the magic 108 to 117. RJ Barrett gives you some kind of a semblance of a back of a bounce back game and gives you 19 points on the night. Randall gives you 38 points, 12 rebounds, and six assists. Jalen Brunson gives you 20 points on ill-efficient shooting really didn't really hit a lot of shots four from 15 from the field oh four from three and emmanuel quickly came in with a short burst and gave you 12 points but the knicks ultimately lose to the magic rebounding offensive rebounding was a big deal we miss you mitchell robinson we got out rebounded um we had six offensive rebounds to 14 offensive rebounds by these magic uh so that was a big deal we didn't have hartenstein who was in foul trouble and we could not overcome the stalled offense in the second quarter the second quarter the knicks only scored 15 points they went about five minutes in that second quarter without scoring and it it really bogged us down and we really was not able to recover from that second quarter so I'm going to talk about it. It's it's the Dolo show tonight. Uh, no Ryan G, no Ebony, no Lee. Uh, it's just me. So shout out to everybody who's rocking with uh, with me uh, on this night. You hear after a loss. If you hear after a loss, talking Knicks, you are a hell of a Knicks fan. So salute to you guys. It, it sucks to lose in MSG South, but it, it is what it is. So shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to Tuan Don, shout out to Gam Glamour Knicks, shout out to Alexander, shout out to Pigs for Timmy. And shout out to everybody who's rocking with the KOT show tonight. And let's let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. I see you did gamer channel. Shout out to you. And yo, it's 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 been a bad, it's been a weird energy tonight in general. Even my computer's not working, so I can't even put the Discord link for you to hop to hop in and talk. So it's gonna be completely solo dolo. So not no even no Discord tonight even. So it's a weird night, but it is what it is, man. We're gonna make do with what we got. All right. Um, me personally, I wanted this win for a few reasons. Um, one, this Magic team is that quintessential team that the Knicks tend to struggle with. The team that's has length at a lot of positions and could you know really make it tough for, for Brunson and a lot of Knicks on his team. We struggled, we, we struggled against those type of teams historically. Um, but, you know, we did well versus the Toronto Raptors, and they're, they're that type of team. Uh, so I was happy about that. But we struggle against the Timberwolves, who were kind of built similarly, where they have a bunch of long players um, everywhere on, around the court. So I want this was a litmus test for me to see where the Knicks were and how they handled teams built like this also kenny smith that kenny smith comment from a while ago where he said pablo bonchero is better than anybody on this team i had that in the back of my mind and that's why i really wanted to win this game today 
And we lost the game, even though I can say with certainty that Pablo was not the best player of the team on the team today or on the, of the game today. The best player of the game today was undoubtedly Julius Randle where, uh, with 38 points, 12 rebounds, and six assists. And we did not have Julius Randle today. Uh, I'm not sure how long we would have been in this game because he was a force to be reckoned with. He's really mastered being a guy who can combine strength with finesse and really mixed up his power game with a lot of tough floaters. So uh, kudos to Julius Randle. But what really, really hurt us uh, is what I really want to focus on. It's that second quarter, right? The second quarter, one, the lack of three-point shooting. Two, the lack of offensive rebounds. Uh, three, and the overabundance of foul calls. Four, to me, those are the four keys, the four things that the Knicks done wrong and why we could not beat the the Orlando Magic. And I must, far, I must first start off with the second quarter, where the second quarter typically is the quarter where the bench unit takes over. And you have Emmanuel Quickly, and you have R.J. Barrett, and you have Grimes, and you have a little bit of Taj Gibson and Hartenstein mixed in. And that is the quarter where everything went around. We scored once in that quarter. We were stuck on 33 points for about five minutes. Um, and we could not, we could not get it together. We could not get it together. And our day Barrett has been having a tough season so far. Um, and granted today, he played a little bit better when the game was on the line, for sure. When it came to the third and fourth quarters, he played a little bit better. He started to get going. But that third quarter, we only scored 15 points. And RJ and IQ usually lead the charge offensively for that third quarter. And that's what things struggled. I, I will say that for RJ, I did see him actually passing the ball more. I seen him actually pass the ball on a break for the first time, maybe this season. You know, Um so that was something that was something that, that I was like, finally, he, he actually passed the ball to Brunson on the fast break. Brunson ended up passing it back to him and he, and he shot a layup. And I was like, CRJ, if you pass the ball, sometimes you can get the ball back. Like, well, let's keep that thing going. But that second quarter stretch is why people are considering bringing DeJounte Murray in here um, in place of him, because if you really think about it, like DeJounte next to Brunson and Randall. It's probably not the best fit um, offensively because he doesn't really play off the ball well. He doesn't really shoot the catch and shoot threes well. And he's probably better defending the one. But when it comes to running the second unit and those minutes when Randall and Brunson are off the bench, he will definitely help stabilize the offense a lot more than what's been happening lately. Like that offense with RJ and IQ, sometimes it's, it's kind of hit or miss. If when IQ is hitting, it's beautiful. When the IQ is hitting, his jump shots is beautiful. But when he's not, and you have to depend on RJ to get to the rim, and he's really sometimes, really sometimes he had finishing, that's when things get a little bit murky. 
And that's where you might see a DeJounte Mary kind of shine when he's kind of running the show by himself. So, uh, but needless to say, we we tried to come back from that second quarter, um, but we really didn't. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm not super pissed that we lost this game because I feel like this game was like a little bit of an anomaly. You know, you're not going to get Brunson going four for 15 every day. Um, granted, he 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 stank today. Four for 15 from the field, 26% from the field goal. Um, he stank today. Hit his free throws 12 for 12. Granted, he got fouled a lot. So it was egregious the amount of times he hit the floor and did not get a whistle. Um, but, you know, even so, you know, he still didn't really carry the usual weight that he carries, which is why I don't take a, I don't really take this loss to heart, really, especially when you're looking at Dante DiVincenzo, who's been a three point sniper for us all year. He's been one of our best three point shooters. I think he's been shooting with 60 percent from the corner three shot one for seven from three today in about 19 minutes, 51 seconds for the game. And that's just not going to happen most nights to I, I felt like we were still in this game and we had a chance to build to uh beat this team and that third quarter push happened we never really quite got over the hump it was still kind of murky but um I actually want to I actually want to point something out in that third quarter that Tibbs might want to take a look at um, and we should consider moving forward. And shout out to Ryan G, who mentioned this earlier. Um, Hartenstein, Hartenstein got into foul trouble. Taz also got into foul trouble. And then Julius Randle ended up playing the five. RJ ended up playing the four. And we started to really start to chip away at the lead. And it started to look like that was the formula. All of a sudden, Jalen Brunson, you guys remember how Jalen Brunson operated when he had the stretch five in Dallas. Now he has people on the island. Once he once he blows by his man, that center isn't over there to help and rotate. They kind of have to rotate from behind. And it puts the defense at a disadvantage. And we was kind of able to chip away at the lead. We're playing Julius Randle at the five. Um, and today, Julius Randle defensively was up for the task. Like, he was fired up. So if you get an engaged Julius Randle on defense playing at the five, um, and certain certain matchups, RJ's not going to be able to play the four. It's just not going to happen, right? But I don't know. Even if we have all centers accountable, I know people have been arguing about the, the, the OB versus Randall 4-5 combination for a long time. This is this game, this last quarter is a good case study to really, you know, talk about putting uh, Randall at the 5 more because that kind of almost brought us back in the game. Almost got almost brought us back in the game. All right. So we definitely we definitely have to look at that. Um <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, so like it was a close game. It was a close game, but we really missed out on that. But also I, I want to point out the lack of size and a lack of offensive rebound because that third quarter, we really started to bog down and we played some really spirited defense. 
the first and second units, you know, because that's that that third quarter into the fourth quarter is when you start to actually see RJ and Brunson start to turn the corner a little bit offensively and, and even defensively. And the thing was, we played good defense, but we was not able to get that rebound. And a lot of times they were able to score off of the offensive rebound. And that's something we used to do. That, that was our thing. But without with Mitch there, we really suffered in that regard. We could not secure the rebound and finish off defensive stances. And not only that, they got to the hole a lot. And people aren't going a whole lot with Mitch in the middle, man. They they think twice. They think twice before going in there. And we're missing. We're missing the big fella. So um, I'm not sure if we're able to get him back, but we sorely missed him tonight. Um, but that's how they got. That's how the Knicks, you know, that's why we lost. That's partly why we lost. But um, how he got back in the game is R.J. Barrett and Brandon Brunson and Julius Randle at the five. For some reason, here's the thing with these long teams a lot of times. They like to switch a lot. They like to switch a lot. Um, for some reason, they keep putting little tiny Cole Anthony on R.J. Barrett. And that's when R.J. Barrett really started to eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's when R.J. Barrett really started to eat. And he's, that's when he really started to go to a hole and get those buckets. And, and actually, you know, uh, get to the post. So it was interesting to see him eat off of that and get some 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 confidence up. I w- I would like to. I like. I'm rooting for RJ, man. I'm absolutely rooting for RJ. Uh, but I, I need him to step it up, and it was good to see him get some consecutive buckets in that third quarter. But overall. R.J. Barrett still 41% from the field and 20% from three. Uh, he, he still needs to do better. He still needs to do better, and he needs to string 10, 15, 20 games together of high high efficiency, high percentages, uh, high basketball IQ, good ball movement. That's the type of R.J. we need. So we definitely need more of that. And Jalen Brunson... His turnovers, to me, are starting to pick up as well. Um, granted, these two teams, the OKC Thunder and the Orlando Magic, are high-producing turnover teams, so it is to be expected. Um, but in general, the Knicks don't turn the ball over. But I, I, but we, we still have to kind of get used to this. We have one, like when they trap Jalen Brunson, we have to give him passing angles. Two. Um, sometimes when it gets too deep in the paint, people have kind of have to make themselves available and give themselves an angle to pass as well. And he, he, I don't know, man. I still feel like he's not, he hasn't gotten used to, I I, I feel like teams are starting to scout that more of how how to play him and how to force a turnover because, and it's kind of affecting his game a little bit. It's kind of affecting his game a little bit. Three, three turnovers on the night for Jalen Brunson. Uh, five turnovers for Julius Randle. Probably the only thing that I can hold against Julius Randle today was the five turnovers. Um, but to me, we re- and the three-point shooting, man. The three-point shooting. We're the 11th best three-point shooting team in the league. Uh, R.J. Barrett, though, 20%. You know, Jalen Brunson has been shooting 45% from three. He hasn't really been hitting. 
And then you had Dante DiVincenzo, who didn't really do anything as well. And th this is why I thought we were going to get back into the game, because the, the Magic aren't really a good three-point shooting team. So I really thought we were going to get back into the game at the end with our three-point shooting. And we, we brought it close. We got it close. Um, and it's a lot of thanks to Emmanuel Quickly, who kind of gave us a little bit of boost and hit a couple of threes. But you have to give the Magic credit because they really clamped him down in the fourth quarter. He did not get any open looks. Those same looks that he got in that beginning of the third when it became crunch time, he did not get those open looks. So, you know, uh, you got to give it You got to give it to them. But, uh, yeah, we, we, it was all she wrote, man. We were this close to winning, man. We were this close to winning. We got close. Uh, I do not... I don't take this lose. I don't take this loss to heart because we got so close. Because you're not going to get these type of games from Jalen Brunson and really the refs. Even though I'm mad, listen, the refs, the refs. Let me look at these numbers real quick. We sent the Orlando Magic to the free throw line forty times. To today season high 40 times we sent the Orlando magic at the free throw line that's not gonna happen that's not gonna happen most nights a lot of those fouls i feel like are retaliation fouls because we didn't get fouls on one end we play defense we get frustrated now we're pushing guys to the floor you know now we're giving them extra bumps. Now we're getting a little extra chippy because we're not getting the foul. So I, I think we we did a good job in getting back into the game, but we needed like a little bit more composure to not get those retaliation fouls. But, you know, overall, though, it is what it is. Knicks lose the Orlando Magic. Um, Emmanuel quickly actually played the entire fourth quarter today, which is a stark difference from the OKC game. I'm pretty sure that Tom Thibodeau saw the criticism, probably reflected on what happened the game before and realized how dumb he was for not playing IQ for the entire fourth quarter of the last game and did it this game. And it, he could have easily not done it today because that team is a tall team. We was already short. He could have easily not done it, but he chose to do it. It didn't work out for us today. But uh, at least you, you can't say Tom Thibodeau uh, lost us that game because of the uh, because of the IQ substitution. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. It's on to the next one. Next game will be versus the Pacers. Completely different team. Completely different style. Um, they will, we will not have the type of defense that we've seen on the last few days. With these two teams who are high turnover teams. But we're going to have to be disciplined in our transition defense. And that's something that we struggle with a lot of times with these athletic teams. And this team and the Pacers, they're the best at doing it. They're the number one offense in the league. Defensively, they're tissue paper. Um, Julius Randle is going to feast tomorrow. That just is what it is. Julius Randle will feast tomorrow. Uh, we just have to be... We just have to be disciplined defensively to get that win tomorrow, but it's absolutely possible. 
Um, but it is what it is. But shout out to the chat. Let me get to some of these comments to see what you got to say. Yeah, man, it's time to eat. It's time, it's time to eat versus these Pacers. Tough loss. Extremely tough loss to the Magic. I'm not super mad. Not as pissed as I was versus OKC because of, of the, the craziness I saw from RJ and Tibbs. Um, but still a tough loss. It's a two-game winning streak. I feel like we haven't had our many two-game lose, losing streaks. We haven't had a lot of losing streaks in general. This might be our second losing streak of the season. We we haven't had a three-game losing streak all season so far, I believe. Um, so tomorrow, I would like to keep that streak going and end that losing skid and beat the Pacers because uh, this is another team where the media is saying that all oh, this uh, Halliburton is going to be the best player on the floor. And I think it's the opportunity tomorrow to actually prove them wrong. So I really would like to get this win. Now, unfortunately, these schedule makers are not being kind to us. This will be our seventh back-to-back game. We played the second most road games in the NBA. So <laughs> uh, the schedule makers and Adam Silver... Definitely giving it to us. Definitely giving it to us. Also, they realize they give us too many road games. So you know what Adam Silver decides to do? Did he decide to give us an extra home game against the Detroit Pistons? Bruh. Which to me is what gave Like we are playing the Celtics five times. We're playing the Bucks five times. The least Adam Silver can do. And give us a home game from one of the Bucks or the Celtics. Who nobody cares about playing home another home game versus the Detroit Pistons. That's a win anyway. That, that's a win anyway. So I don't understand what's going on there, but it is what it is. The NBA is full gazy and funny in the light. Uh listen, shout out to NBIC, Glamour Knicks, Brooklyn Butch, Roberto Rivera, Jr. Corey Lee. Picks for Timmy and everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. Uh, Alexander says, don't jinx this king. I hear you. <laughs> picks, picks for Timmy said, refs are trash. I hear you. Roberto says, RJ needs uh, Excella ticket out of here. When it comes to RJ, man, like I said, I'm on the fence, but... Listen, man, I'm closer in my mind to moving RJ than I ever been in, in my time on KOT. Like, if you give me a solid wing player for RJ at this point, I, I'm not even going to hold you. I do it. I do it. And it's sad to say I'm here. I got to this point. But, but th that's the point I'm at right now. He's been shooting 20% from three and under 40% from the field since his migraine. And it's gotten to the point where all the all of the analytics point to all of our best lineups being with RJ on the bench. Like that's what all the analytics are saying. So it, it's it's crazy. I don't know, man. Like all our our best five man team, I think I saw was Brunson, quickly. I think it might have been like Josh Hart. Randall and Hartenstein might be our best unit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shoot, I'm, I'm hold on. Let me look at that. Like, let me, I'm gonna look at that right now. I'm gonna actually look at this right now. 
So we have Brunson, DiVincenzo, Josh Hart, Randall, Mitch Robinson. That's a plus 12. But then look at this. We got Brunson, Quickly, Josh Hart, Randall, and iHeart as our, as our best five-man unit at plus 33. That's been our best unit, and that's been 185 possessions so far. Second best unit has been Brunson, Quickly, Josh Hart, Randall, and Mitchell Robinson. So both of our best units have Josh Hart and Emmanuel Quickly in it. Our one and two best units. It says a lot, man. That says a lot. Not even, it's not even Dante in that unit. It's not RJ in that unit. It's Brunson, IQ, Josh Hart. And for, so for all the flat that Josh Hart is getting or has gotten this year, he's, even though he's not scoring a lot of points, he's been solidly really good. And you already can see the, the, the chemistry that IQ and Jalen Brunson have. IQ has been, he's mastered the art of playing off the attention of Brunson and Randall. He's probably our best. Well, our, he, he, he's a great spot-up shooter for one. But also, he attacks the closeouts better than anybody on the team where he gives you that head fake and floater. And that floater is going in almost, what, 100% of the time when he takes it. So something to take a look at. Definitely something to take a look at. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. Even the IQ, Grimes, Josh Hart, RJ Barrett. Uh, that's a plus 17. Interesting. That's a plus 17. Now, that that unit. Emmanuel Quickly, Quentin Grimes, Josh Hart, RJ Barrett at the power forward. Interesting. Interesting to look at. All right. <clears throat> Salute to you, Just Next. But uh, quick show. I, I didn't have the crew today, so I had to do it all. I had to do it all today. Um. If Ebony was here, she'd probably say something about teamwork because that's her spiel. <laughs> but today, today's teamwork, today is where I feel like the teamwork spiel could be deceiving because you'll look at the assist numbers and go, wow, the Knicks only had 22 assists today. But then if you actually watch the game, you realize how many open shots did we miss? We missed a lot of open shots. Uh, and when you take that into account, then you realize that those 22 assists isn't, doesn't mean we wasn't passing the ball today. That just means you were we were missing shots. Uh, but yeah, salute to the chat. Uh, I really wanted to have, yo, I really wanted to have this conversation about RJ Barrett with the rest of the crew today. And the John Tamir with the rest of the crew today. But hopefully we'll have the whole crew tomorrow. Uh, the game is a little bit earlier, so people are most likely to be awake. All right. But salute to the chat. Uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Bush says we need a center ASAP. Absolutely. Absolutely. I actually like, I actually kind of like the, the magic center, man. The magic center is pretty good and he's only been getting like 20 minutes a game. Uh, he, pl he plays a little bit dirty. I didn't like the foul. He, the fouls he was doing, but he's a long guy. He's mobile. Um, 
He rear contests. I kind of like his game. I kind of like his game, man. The, the Magic did a really good job of drafting a lot of long players who can disrupt you defensively. Um, and those are the type of players you need. So I would like somebody like that. Uh, I've always said that I was interested in Isaac, even though his political, his political views are a little bit weird. Um, he's, he's always often injured. So I figured that's kind of like a project that I would take a flyer on, give a second round pick and see what happens type of deal. Because we we just need that type of versatile wing defender who can who can defend one through five uh, in this lineup. And if we can get one cheap and hope that he becomes he's healed, I uh, hope he can heal up later career, then I would definitely do that. Uh press says we also need we also need to sign we also need to start. I can't read what that says. I'm sorry. You know, YouTube, they have these new emojis and, and they put it in the way of the chat so you can't read everything weird. We also need to sign and trade for players above 6'5". Now, absolutely. We don't have a lot of... We, we definitely need to sign and trade players. Like, Knicks are hard-capped right now. We don't want to approach that second apron. So I know a lot, a lot of people are talking about OG Ananobi and outright signing him in free agency. But... That's probably not our most likely avenue to acquiring a player here because we are hard cap. So it most likely anything, any person we get will most likely be a sign and trade. Uh, so for us, Toronto will have to come to their senses and go, hey, I don't want to lose him for nothing. Let me sign him, give him to the Knicks, and we'll take back whatever assets we can get uh, to litigate the losses. Right now, the the 76ers, after that are hard to train, the 76ers actually are really scary in free agency because they can trade people, but they can also outright sign people. They can also outright sign people into their cap space, right? Um, so they don't even have to trade people. And it's scary because, you know, they traded Harden, which you thought might be an L for them. Maxi and turns out to be all-star caliber guy, which gives him two stars. And and cash space to sign somebody else. So the 76ers are absolutely a threat for guys like OG Ananobi. Shoot, even uh and guys who can actually hit free agency, because realistically, look, t- teams and players don't really even hit free agency anymore because they know they can get more money with the team that drafted them. But Toronto, they they're just weird. But uh the 76ers, they're in a unique spot where I feel like they have an advantage to sign somebody like OG Ananobi, despite, you know, separate from the Knicks just being separate from the Knicks and Toronto Raptors having this weird beef, you know, where they might not even like each other because the Knicks are suing the Raptors for stealing their secrets. So that's that's just something to look out for. Um. But um, also, you know what? Uh, speaking of news and beefs and other news, I saw some news going around from Stephen Bondi uh, that's talking about the Knicks and Clutch clients. Um, we all know that for a while, um, the Knicks and Clutch, they really haven't seen eye to eye. Um, I think it's because... Maybe Clutch has some relations with CAA. 
Um, but we, we've seen before that Zach Levine did not want to sign with the Knicks. And it's, it's kind of been reported that um, the clutch does not want to work with the Knicks too. Uh, and because of whatever beef or misunderstandings that stem from how they work together in the past. And supposedly there's supposed to be a meeting taking place between the Knicks and Clutch to clear up whatever misunderstandings is, ha- or, or is happening between those two guys, um, which might lead for a path to trade Clutch clients to the Knicks in the future. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure where that view came from. It could be coming from something before. It could also be the Cam Reddit stuff happened. I know that that didn't help anything. Uh, Cam Reddit was here, traded to the Knicks, our roster was kind of filled. Uh, Tibbs didn't really like him. The Knicks were decimated with injuries, and he could, he still could not get any type of playing time. So that might have not looked well for us as well. Um, but it looks like that relationship might be on its way to being mended, um, which might open up more trade opportunities. Now, according to the article, uh. According to the article, if teams wanted to come to the Knicks or players wanted to come to the Knicks, they would not stop a player from coming here if they really want to come here. But they really prefer not to work with the Knicks, um, which sucks. So, I mean, what probably might be happening is, is you know, they might try to steer them somewhere else. Uh, they might talk bad around behind the scenes. So even though they might not stop them, they might the player might have to really advocate to be here for that to happen. Because even if you remember, even DeJounte when DeJounte Mary was a free agent with the San Antonio Spurs, he didn't even look the Knicks way. Like it like it wasn't even a thought. It was just like, oh, I'm gonna go to the Hawks. And you start to just wonder why that was, and maybe that beef between Clutch and the Knicks had something to do with it. So, I mean, whether you're on the side of bringing DeJounte here or not, um, first, I was really all for it. Um, But now I'm a little bit on the fence. Like, I really feel like he would do really well running the second unit, but I'm not sure how well he fits with the first unit. Um, But uh, I I do like his personality, though. I do like he does have that, that dog. I feel like Teddy would like him. I really do. And I do feel like he, him defensively. I feel like Tibbs could really activate him defensively, but I'm still not sure how that fit with him, Jalen, and, and Randall would be offensively. It might be a little bit weird. Uh, but yeah, I, I I just wonder if that had anything to do with him not coming to the Knicks or not even considering the Knicks in the first place and just going straight to the Hawks. I mean. That's just something to look at. But it's for for, for this free agency, though. I don't know what we're going to do. Um, The Knicks are going to have to make a move in the summer because Jalen Brunson will be. We're going to have to pay that man. He's averaging about 27 points a game on five assists and 45% from three. So he's going to need his money and the time. Is running out. We're not going to be able to. We're not going to be able to bring big name free agents here once we have to pay Jalen Brunson. Also, all the picks that we have that we keep keeping kicking down the can. 
I think we have, what, six picks or something next season. We're not going to be able to keep kicking it down the pan. So this summer, all the snoring and sleeping neat Leon Rose jokes, all that is going to have to stop in the summer. And I'm not sure if a big trade is coming in the by the trade deadline. Most times it does not happen in the trade deadline. We'd be doing very small moves during January and February, but a big move would have to come this summer for sure if we're going to make one. All right, but salute to the chat. Uh, short live here. I'm going to just end it here. Had to do a solo dolo game today. It is what it is. Uh, Wiz BKLA says Fax DSJ. Yo, Fax DSJ. Oh, you talking Delano still Jr.? I thought, I thought you were talking about bringing DSJ back. My head, my head was like, what? <laughs> Which is funny because I actually like DSJ's game now. Like, I did not like his game when he was the Knicks before, but I actually like his name, DSJ's game now. But what's good, Delano? Uh, Delano says, Tom Thibodeau does not like any player that's above 6'6 and athletic. So until he's gone, expect more of the same. Yo, you funny. I think, I don't think that's true, honestly. Like, I think it just has to be the right 6'6 player. That's all I think. As as talented as Cam was, he's Tibbs is, is Tibbs is a stickler for rotations, and Cam tried to darn this when he was here, but he really was he really wasn't the best at being in the right places a lot of times, and I feel like he did not like the way Tibbs wrote him. When he was in the in the right spot in the wrong spots, I feel like that's what it was. And then he wanted him to be a three and D guy, and Cam didn't want to do that. And the funny, the fun, funny enough, he's in LA now, and they're making him a three D guy. Like they're not all the all the crazy stuff he was doing in the mid range and trying to shoot off the dribble. It was looking bad when he was in the Knicks uniform trying to do that. And I said it on his program, like he needs to cut that out. Like your strength is shooting threes and taking it to the hole. As long as you do that, you should be good. And that's exactly what he's doing with the Lakers. <laughs> I mean, he, he could have did that here if he if he just you know that's just me. But then again, Tibbs, he did kind of did do Cam dirty. I'm not even gonna lie, he did do him dirty. It is what it is though. President Ball says that there's that's a rumor around. Leon sat down with Rich Paul in the Thai restaurant and showed him a horse head. What? That's a crazy rumor. I didn't hear that one. Uh, doesn't Toronto actually need a point guard and Fournier with a few picks for OG and throw it in? <laughs> IQ and Fournier for OG? Uh, that, might, that might be the move. I'm not going to lie, man. I don't like to see IQ go, though. I like to see IQ go. I still feel like we, there would be a big hole offensively off the bench if we did that. Like we would fill one hole defensively for us, but off the bench that would take a big hit. It would take a huge hit because it's funny because our IQ has brought us back into a lot of games. So if we did do a move like that, you gotta hope to God that there is a subsequent move to follow that to kind of. 
fill in that bench role because that bench that bench unit has been kind of wobbly recently, ever since they put Hartenstein in the starting lineup. And then kind of mix and match things. That 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 bench unit has been a little bit weird. So now you take IQ out of that bench unit and it gets weirder. Uh then you really gonna then you're really going, you know what, Grimes go to town. And you get all the shots now. You got all the juice now. You're really leaning on that. And you, you pretty much just be hoping for the best at this point. <laughs> all right. All right, yo, but that's the show. Thank you guys for watching, man. I appreciate you guys um, watching the show with us, with me on the loss uh, to the Orlando Magic tomorrow. Next game up is the Indiana Pacers. Shout out to Picks for Timmy. Shout out to Corey Lee. Brooklyn Butch, Glamour Knicks, Alexander, Fritz, the best mind in the game, and everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. Uh, Super Chats also welcome, Hel helps keep the lights on, keeps things moving, so appreciate you, that type of support. And if you enjoyed the show and this Knicks talk, hit that like and subscribe button. Should be back with some more KOT crew members tomorrow, so definitely check it out tomorrow. Knicks versus Pacers, Lord let us Basketball gods, basketball gods, please let us beat the Pacers tomorrow because I do not want to be on Twitter if the Knicks lose to the Pacers. I do not because all hell will break loose. I need this win. The Knicks have not lost three games in a row so far this season. I would like to keep that trend going. <laughs> And get Ebony a KOT visor. Yo, that, that KOT visor is in the work, Prezi. <laughs> that KOT visor is in the work, Prezi. All right. But that's the show. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, you can follow us on multiple platforms at the KOT show on Twitter, the Nick of Time show on Instagram, and the Nick of Time show on Facebook as well. All right. But that is the show. I'm out of here. And as always, shut out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Some mess out here in these Knicks YouTube streets. That is the show. I'm out of here. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. In, 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 in,